Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. Today is May 6th, 2015. This is Brendan and today Tom and I want to talk about ETFs and how they continue to get more and more specific. You know, there's a certain percentage of investors out there that still haven't even heard of exchange-traded funds or, right. or ETFs. Yeah. So if you're familiar with the term and you kind of know a little bit about exchange-traded funds, ETFs, consider yourself near the front of the line because uh, even though ETFs have been around for about 20 years, that's right. People are still learning about them for the first time in 2015. Yeah, they're also still uh, maturing here in 2015 as they become more of a prominent investment. But uh, really what ETFs offer is oftentimes a lower cost alternative to mutual funds. Right. Uh, we're talking about expense ratios there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, most of the time they're going to offer you a more efficient way to invest uh, as well. I think that's something that a lot of uh, individual investors that haven't in put money into ETFs have not really considered um, the two parts to that. First, when you're buying or selling a mutual fund, you get the closing price that day. So you never really know when you place your order what price you're going to get. But the other part of it is every year you have to deal with capital gains with a mutual fund. And that just doesn't happen most of the time with exchange-traded funds. Here's the price you bought it at. Here's the price you sold it at. The difference is your gain. Clean. Simple. So as this part of the whole investment world matures, you know, this ETF market, we're starting to see more and more specific exchange-traded funds popping out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, the first ETF was SPY, which tracked and still tracks the S&P 500 index. But since then, we've seen more and more sector funds become available. And now we're even getting into... Uh, these ETFs that offer ex you know exposure to specific uh, strategies, uh, different investment factors, different parts of the world, yeah, even and sure. and really small, I guess we could call them micro sectors of the market. Right. So we want to make sure we're going to talk about a couple of different exchange traded funds that are available today to investors, but we want to make clear before we dig into these names that these are not recommendations to buy or sell any of these securities. But we did want to mention some names just to show you how specific and how how this ETF world is evolving into some, some pockets of the market that have never been available before. Mm -hmm. So the first one is a um, uh, the ticker symbol is HSPX, and it is the Horizon S&P 500 Covered Call ETF. Yeah, I mean, covered calls are uh, you know, generally viewed as a conservative income-producing type strategy. Um, it's really a terrific way to invest, covered calls. However, uh, it's kind of complicated. Yeah, I mean, options aren't for everybody. That's first and foremost. Right. Cover call is you're selling options against an investment that you own. Right. And so a covered call writing uh, program on the S&P 500 
implies that you have to own the S&P 500 and then you have to sell calls against it. Now whether you're doing this on, the, on an index or if you're doing it on individual stocks, you have to own the, inter, the underlying index or stock. It starts to get really expensive and buying and selling options also has commission costs. That gets expensive as well. Some people don't want to have their stock called away. Uh, yeah. Well. I mean, you always run into that. It's they like, like well, bringing in the income from covered calls, from selling them, but they don't like having their stock called away. That's part of the downside yeah. that comes with that. And I know we were just talking about this in one of our morning meetings last week. Wouldn't it be great? if there was an exchange traded fund that just did covered call writing and lo and behold we did a little homework and we found that there's actually more than one that that are out there that do covered call writing but like we had mentioned there are some transaction costs that are involved with doing covered call writing in your own account the expense ratio for this particular ETF is 0.65 so a little more than a half of 1% they bundle in all of your transaction costs it's going to be a cost to access any type of mutual fund or ETF as well. You know, you're going to have an expense ratio with any kind of investment. You know, I think that's important to, to mention is that whether you invest through a mutual fund, even a no-load fund, mm -hmm. or an exchange-traded fund, there's always going to be some expenses that are packaged into your investment. It just I mean, costs money. Yeah, some are lower than others. I mean, right. you see some Vanguard funds with expense ratios of five basis points, but uh, you know, it depends on what you're accessing. Right. So another uh, ETF is ticker symbol ASHR. Uh, this gives you access to the China A-share market. Um, that's the onshore Chinese equity market, which foreign investors have typically had uh, pretty limited access to. Now we're considered foreign investors That's when right. it comes to the Chinese stock market. Yeah. And this has been pre pretty much a closed market forever. So this is a way for individuals to actually participate in uh, the movement of the onshore market or the A shares and the, that's where they get the symbol from ASHR, A share. Um, it's not cheap when it comes to your expense ratios, it's 0.8%. So a little on the high side compared to others, but it does give you access to a very unique market. And again, that's what we really wanted to focus on today. Mm -hmm. Another pretty unique ETF that's uh, come up recently is uh, the ticker symbol is HACK, right. H-A-C-K. Um, and what this gives you access to is a pretty uh, unique micro sector of yeah. the U.S. equity market, uh, cybersecurity, which has become a huge issue in the last couple of years with all these data breaches at you know big companies like sure. Target and yep. others that we've seen. So the stocks that you find in this ETF are companies that are just in the cybersecurity world. Right. So another, another ETF uh, that we wanted to point out to uh, our listeners is H. EDJ, that's the Hedged European Equity Exchange Traded Fund. So sometimes investing overseas can be pretty profitable, right? Yeah, um, well, a lot of it depends on, on what currencies are doing. What, right. What's the dollar doing? What's the euro doing in this case with the European uh, equity fund? So. Right. so European equities have actually been 
okay as, as a place to invest. But the problem is when you bring that investment home and you translate all of your gains back into dollars, since the dollar's been on a tear now for the last nine or 10 months, that kind of cancels out a lot of the gains that you've made. Yeah, this fund has been popular in the last 10 months because uh, like you just mentioned, we've seen the dollar go up uh, beginning last May actually through this March, it was up 27%. Right. So this was a popular ETF, um, you know, recently, within the last couple of months, last six months or so. It's a way to participate in the European market without losing a lot in translation when it's translated back into dollars. And Brendan, I guess when something's successful, it kind of breeds copycats, right? That's right. Yeah, we've seen um, a lot coming out recently about more uh, hedged international equity funds. Yeah. Uh, that's... Par for the course in our business is that when there's a really good concept, we seem to get a lot of copycats that come along. Mm -hmm. So the main things that we want you to take away from in this podcast, though, is that these exchange-traded funds give you a lot more accessibility to different regions, different strategies, different subsectors of the economy. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat right now. That's definitely a, a, a positive. Yeah, I mean, it's become almost like the uh, the app store where yeah. you know, we have an app for that now. That's right. If you can think up some type of strategy or something that you would like to invest in, there's probably an ETF out there for it if, if you look hard enough. That's right. So the downside, though, is that individual investors can sometimes be their own worst enemies. Too many choices can cloud your judgment. Yeah, so the way that you can mitigate that is by actually knowing and understanding what you own when you're looking at these different ETFs. I mean, if you don't understand the strategy behind an ETF, then I don't think you should be investing in it. Because if you don't understand it, then how do you know that it's an important piece of your portfolio? Right. And we, we say this all the time, if you can't explain your investments to a fourth grader, you probably shouldn't have money in it. So when we do talk about these different investments, it's important to know that none of the securities that we happen to mention in this podcast represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this podcast is definitely not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the exchange-traded funds or securities that we happen to mention here. More importantly, though, if you're relying on a, just a podcast for investment advice, we think you're making a mistake. And so we strongly urge all of our listeners to consult with their own investment advisor before making that decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have without any kind of cost or obligation. You can pick up the phone. We're in New Jersey. Our telephone number is area code 732 223-9000 or you can find us on the web at maluli.net Okay, that's all we have for now. We'll be back next week with a new podcast and thanks for listening.